This is that once in a Um, this is Peppy LaBelle, and you are listening to Millennial Spaces. Thank you for listening. So, um, yes, I am recording this by myself, because you're going to understand what I mean when I, when you hear the second part of the podcast, but, um, this episode, it was just like a catch-up, and it was just like, me and my friend were having a really good conversation, and I was like, whoa, this sounds like a decent podcast episode, so... We just, we're doing a little bit of a catch-up, so that's what this podcast is. So this episode is all about a catch-up, and it's us talking about different things that were happening this week, and how we saw them, and so on and so forth. So the person that you're going to mainly hear on this podcast is my friend Starfish, and that's her nickname, and there's a good reason for it. Uh, hopefully when she comes back on, she'll explain to you why we call her Starfish. But yeah, so I hope you enjoy it and keep tuning in. Ready? Yeah, we're ready. But sorry, what were you saying again? We were talking about the hierarchy of niggas out here. And just, it's so funny how... Some niggas literally talk about how they cleaner niggas than other niggas. You know. But then, and but then everyone looks at us and we all looking dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. What do you want us to say? What do you want us to say? Because the color, like, one thing is like, you, I'm so like, bitch, props to all the colonizers, man. They fucked up the whole world. They really world. fucked it. They really had us all thinking... They like, had fight they did over a, each other. They did a great job. Because to this day, we're not even acknowledging mm-hmm. how much colorism affects us. Yeah. And I realized that because there's a saying that in Haitian culture that they say is, um, um, which means you're not a dirty bitch, pretty much. <laughs> Your feet are white. <laughs> and if you literally think about the meaning of that, that literally means you have, like, whiteness is a clo- like a coded to being clean. clean. And being right. a clean person right. and being perfect, which is super problematic. It's problematic as fuck. Can I get you guys cameraman? <laughs> well, I just had a whole envision of the podcast, but not like live podcasts, like actually set up. I'll be so down to set that shit up. We could totally do that. Bro, I'd be Anyways, so down for this shit. Keep doing, keep I just think that, listen, <laughs> yes, honestly, I, I'm, it's true. It, it, they really had us trapped in our own ideas of mm. what it means to be a cleaner black person. Like, what? Like, we're black. Like, you can even hear it in the way our parents talk to this day. She literally... Okay, sorry. This situation... Okay, so a mutual friend, she, she getting hitched. She told her... Her... Part... Uh, she told her mom, and her mom was like, Oh, no, no. That person's a nigger. With hard heart. Doesn't make a difference, but Doesn't, sure. Okay, but then she tried... And then... On top of that, she's like, what are you talking about? She, and she said, what are you talking about? We niggas. 
And she was like, no, but they're slaves. And so that's how it, this whole conversation started. It started off of the whole conception of what is a nigga in, our today, in today's society. But mm-hmm. then also, on top of that shit, why are we classifying niggas on different levels? Like, True. Why, why is that even a thing? When in reality, people, people will still book us the same on the streets. And you know... People still gonna be shooting us the same, like, no matter what type of nigga we to are. To add to that, though, like, it's so interesting that that is a slave, but you are not a slave to the system and capitalism. Right. And oppression. Right. You're just a modern-day nigga. You know? <laughs> oh, I miss that shit. Okay. You're, <laughs> <laughs> You're so extra. <laughs> You're just a modern-day nigga. And then they want to be, like... And so then we were talking about how it's like, literally the mom was looking at like looking at her um, fiance in law and looking at him like, oh you nigger, even she, and she and and she's looking at herself like, oh we the nigger elites, we mm-hmm. the nigger, we the we the capitalist nigger, which is like <laughs> we, we, we the type of niggas. We're on this pedestal, and who are you nigger? Like you know, I literally. hear that shit. I peep that shit because I look at back to the way I was raised, and I'm like. My mom was so focused on having us speak proper English because she's like, you don't want to be looking like those black mm. people. And I'm like, that. looking back now, I'm like, that's so problematic because we shouldn't, like, people articulate differently based on where they're from, their history, their, their origins and, and all beautiful. of that shit. And that is good. But, it's, but it was because black people who spoke like that were stereotyped to the max capacity. Yeah. It's true. And it's so fucked up. For their, for their little physical features. Mm-hmm. Over-dramatized in all types of media, all types of cartoons, Facts. very much animated, even in plays and acting. Like, like black people's literal existence has been personified in media, in every aspect of what it means to be the mm-hmm. N-word and everything by white people so now we have a, we have each other doing this shit to ourselves like with the, the light fuck? skin and the dark with the light skin. skin and the dark skin and the and the good hair and the bad hair mm-hmm. all of that did shit. you see the campaign about the little girl and with the oh messy... with the h&m yes oh my god that shit was ridiculous oh my fucking god and then when i saw it i was like man they really couldn't even give her some coconut oil i hear you they couldn't even but they twist d- her but out no 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 okay now you know that shit made story. me sad listen listen mm. listen yeah, you didn't sad. see the whole story the whole story, the story is all the kids had messy hair that okay. was the look that every single kid was going for but they couldn't make her okay i don't believe that shit i'm mean, leaving because i saw the pictures of all the other kids that's okay and they all had messy I don't, hair i still don't believe in that shit because and in, when you're a model, when you're mm-hmm. a model, even the messy is clean. You feel me? Even what looks messy is has been touched up. I hear you, but everything. you know why so people say that? So for them to properly touch that shit up in a, in, her, in a culturally appropriate way is fucked up. I disagree, to me. and the reason why I disagree is because we only would say that because she has black hair. She got that four C curl. If she had that four A curl, we would not be saying the same shit. Yeah. Because literally, look at the way they... And somebody... Like, I was, so many YouTubers I watched were saying, like, look at the way they portray Beyonce's child hair and when Blue Ivy lets it free and then Northwest hair. Everybody was praising her hair and that bitch looked like a wreck. No shade. All tea. All fact. Her hair but was a mess. look at their parents, bro. Like, Kim is literally a white bitch. Like... Who, how, who's she gonna who's she gonna style to get who, she, who's you she gonna you know she got black she, followers she, she, can, she can have black followers all she, all she wants but does that mean that she's gonna know which which styles to come in and pick her kids she's been appropriating she can, for she, years so she I she guess can, she would listen, know no that's not good enough she's still white and then and, and then also on on top of that shit look and and Beyonce is literally black 
Like she can look at it and she's like, no, no, baby, you're not. She can look. She can literally choose. Hold on, hold on. Somebody drag her. I really try to be a whole Beyonce just now. Wait, but just wait. So like, she can literally choose. She can. She can literally cherry pick any person because she knows her own hair. She knows what kind of stylist would be good for particular types Mm -hmm. of hair because she's fucking black. Okay, and then. And then she can she can literally choose a hairstyle and be like, no, not good enough. You don't know how to do this type of hair. You're done. Beyonce has and a really deep just, voice. I don't know. Are you she, trying to perfect? I am her as commanding her. or like or like she's very like a very stern bitch. Like, <laughs> yo, I need help. I, God, please forgive us and Beyonce. Please forgive us. I didn't no, say. What I'm saying is that I didn't say can, that shit. She can literally make. She literally can make that whole thing for her child. Whereas Kim, Kim, I'm sorry, bitch. She's fucking white. And but if she's good at stealing cultural and she, she can be good all she wants, but she can't be black. She can't. You know, if you can't be black, you marry one, so that's the closest association. Uh, and Kanye is the worst, the lowest down scum of black. Okay? He's the white supremacist. He's the one that wore the fucking red hat. I have nothing to say about that, nigga. Nigger. <laughs> you're trash Damn. you're actually that trash, was trash that was trash that was trash and I'm you. very very sorry and that was fucked up of me to and you say. know what we're but not that's even what he edit would have that said. shit out that's not gonna be edited I'm not editing that shit out I'm not editing like fuck the edit oh you know I had a really good question <laughs> I did try to edit. Like, yeah what um mm, what was my so question Hello? um what is fuck Hello? I totally yeah. forgot my question it was a good question too um like, uh, I totally forgot, but continue what you're saying. It'll come back to me. I just think that, like, man, the whole campaign was a mess. They, I thought that they would learn the first time when they did that shit with the monkey thing. Mm-hmm. With that kid, with the monkey shirt, whatever the, shit, whatever the fuck he was wearing, and everyone roasted the fuck out of everybody for with that shit. I thought they'd learn the first time. Then they want to come and do this shit. See, you know what? I can't even be mad at them. And the reason I can never be mad uh, at H&M? them, yeah. And the reason why I can't be mad at them, forget like yes, I'm talking about after that whole monkey shit. The reason why I can't be mad at them is because we have such selective outrage. We really do. Yeah, we I know. mad for five minutes and then say, "Bitch, you're right. You ain't never did me wrong. I'ma still shop for you. I'ma still shop at your stores." But that's in the context of its time too. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like. And, like, how do you have selective outrage, but you still wear in their clothes? And you still yep. gonna shop there a week yep. later. Like, so shit, why the fuck are you complaining? Happened. Why the fuck are you complaining? Yeah, it's true. Because if you're gonna still shop there, just accept their bullshit. Because you choose to still shop there. It is a choice. Like, you could have stopped shopping mm-hmm. after that monkey incident. Which was, like... Like, you have to be fucking dumb to not know that. I feel like they partially did it on purpose to get some clout. Because people yeah. were talking about them for weeks. Bitch, let's be honest, like a week, but still. They probably, like, but honestly, they probably raked a lot of money from that mm-hmm. shit. Which is actually cynical as fuck. So how are you going to be so racist to the point where you're just trying to generate revenue? Revenue. People do that shit all the time. I know, but, like, for somebody to actually to even think, honestly, that's so cynical to me, for me to even think about how a whole person is going to do that shit mm-hmm. on purpose just to, to rack revenue. And I know people do that shit all the time, but for somebody to do it on such a public scale... In with the sole, with the sole premise of making, bank, mm-hmm. quote unquote bank, like. But I feel somewhat to be some type of business owner, especially a CEO, you have to be somewhat heartless. And you know what? I mean? You know, you know what? Especially that, to be American and Can- Canadian one. You know what? There was a there was a you know the uh, on Wellington there was that breakfast spot right? 
who was trash that as was, fuck. Th- they were trash as fuck. You know, they wrote the shit the on... The racist um, shit. They wrote the racist shit on their billboard in front of their... Um, it was like a joke about something about Muslim people. Eating bacon. Um, terrorists don't eat... Terrorists... Because they're, terrorists don't eat bacon or yeah. something like that. That shit got... Someone took a picture of it. That's all you need. All they need is free publicity. Mm-hmm. They made so much money, I bet. Yeah, but they're also in Westboro. Of course they made money. Yes, but now they're making more money. Because uh, there's like, oh, this is a space that welcomes that you kind know of shit. What, well, I'm though, there. Like, but like, it, they, I think they made money, but they also lost <clears throat> They lost money at the same time. But they took that risk. Totally. And they're still in business, so like, I guess it didn't affect them that much. Yeah. Oh, so the title for this podcast never labeled it, but the problems, like the problem with black people, pretty much that is our title right now. Cause that's gonna be changed. That's TBD. Because we can get some shit better than that. Yeah, but we were just talking about black issues. That's yeah, what I was like. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. But then also, it's just like, wow, this is the type of shit we think about on a Friday night. This is how we spend our Friday nights, niggas. Wow. Motherfuckers at the club, bitches, bringing that ass back, making it clap, and making it clap in the whole nine yards. We're not doing none of that shit. We should watch that movie. Um, what's it called? The one with the strippers that had Hustler. I already watched it. I hate you. I went with my sister. She okay. We needed to get out of the house. We had to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But this is free promo. Bitch, it was like great. Um, softcore porn. It was great. Great. There was ass everywhere. Great. Like. Great. But it was also interesting because I watched like the Mojo YouTube episode where it's like um what was real and what was fake. Some of it was fake. Like um she was never a stripper. The girl who's like who's it's really about. She was never a stripper. She stopped stripping years before hmm. that whole thing that they did at the club happened. And like a lot of other cool shit that was like interesting. I did not know that. But you know what? I watched that movie and I was like, you know, I'm kind of not mad that they scamming these motherfuckers. I know I should be, and I know scamming and cheating and lying is wrong. I mean, they're making their money. I don't care. Sex work is sex work. And you know, people on Wall Street steal money anyway, so it's like, what's the difference? Yeah, you're right. Why is it acceptable? Why is it moral for that, but not moral for people to do this? Right. Yeah, like the drugging was not okay, totally. The drugging? Yeah. Okay, I just need to watch the movie. And you're also spoiling for everybody, so just be mindful. Sorry, guys. Trigger warning <laughs> is spoiled. I need to at least tell you the end of the story, but it was funny. Good God. Jeez. Mm. Anyways, all these niggas. Just you know what's so interesting? Be of your fellow niggas. <laughs> Facts. You know what's interesting, though? When I went to go see that play, because I went to go see a play for class, and it was an indigenous play, and yeah. one of the white girls was like, um, "Am I in my like, class?" She was like, "It was just too artsy, bitch." Do you know how what? racist that is? <laughs> it what? was just too artsy. It too was just artsy. like she was like, "It was just too like there's you too much imagery," are. and I was like, "Do you know how colonialistic you sound right now? Oh, you God. telling indigenous woman that her play did not suit you enough." Because you couldn't understand it. Because it shows how much privilege you have, bitch. Well, that's how I know you didn't learn anything. Like, that's like, if, if that's what you got. The whole got, play to me. <laughs> if that's what you got, like, you need to watch this shit again. Like, for me, the whole play was pretty much a metaphor of positionality. And how, like, the more it affects you, the closer you are to the issue. The least it affects you and the harder it is for you to understand. Shows how Caucasian you are and how much of a settler you are. 
I don't think it's as linear as that you're making it. I think that everyone should will take something different from it. So for an instance of that white girl, she didn't. She might not have taken shit from it. But then at least later on, if people challenge her mindset and challenge her, if she learns something... I didn't future, challenge her. I was oh, not ready on, to fight on. her. I'm not saying that you did. But I'm saying that let's say she has an experience in the future where something will challenge her mindset. Mm-hmm. She'll go back to thinking about the play and what it meant. And she'll restructure it in her mindset. I don't know. <clears throat> I believe that people can change. They can change, but they'd have to want to. And You're I don't right. know if people want to. But like, maybe not at that moment. Before but you finish that. not say anything about who they can be and who For sure, but can. before you finish that, a lot of the people who said shit like this left midway of the play. What? Yes. They left midway? <laughs> yes, they left oh, midway. So that's I awful. don't feel like See, no. look, if I was a prof, I would have been like this. My prof Y'all is, better be watching that shit to the end. Bruh, is, this woman is so nice. That's all I ask. Yes, it You're was a three hour shit. play, but there's intermission. Like, I don't care. Y'all should be here the whole time. Because why like, are you going to the play to only see half of it? it makes no sense. Oh, get it. And they I've... better write a great synopsis. <laughs> no, we didn't have to write a synopsis. It's okay, but but, but if you're writing about it, you're gonna have to summarize a little bit about it was just what it's like, about. Mm, 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 hmm, mm. Hmm. Good luck, yo. Guys. I made a really good question in class today. This was like catch up, man. Um, we were talking about the play because it was about um indigenous women in the Vancouver East Side who um were raped. Not yeah, drugs, oh, and, oh. killed and by this barbershop guy, this barber, oh. this barber. Is it a true story? Yeah, it's based on a true story. Yeah, he was out when like the like he got convicted of one, and it was the white woman, the one white woman he killed. That's the only one That's he got trifling. convicted of. Mm-hmm. And he abused so many indigenous women. Um, so they did a play about it, and they focused on four women, and it was like at a hotel. And you see every woman in their own hotel room. And it shows the isolation and, like, all this fucked up shit they're going through. And then we also, in that same class, we focused on a reading that dealt with Pamela George. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. But she also was killed in Regina by two white guys who were rich white kids who just, like, strolling in the hood and... Hey! Approached her three times. What's hey. up? Where's my... Oh, okay, good. Uh, and Sorry, approached her... They approached her three times and did not know that they were talking to the same woman. And then one time, the last time, they killed her. And then they were, like, bragging about it to their family. And one of their friends was like, yeah, I'd killed an indigenous woman before. It's totally okay. You'll get away with it. Nobody's going to find out. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? My privilege at its finest. <laughs> But um, so you know, the question. Not surprising. That's just. It's not even. I can't even. I they got even, off. How, how do you learn to be? Un- they got six years, which like to me that's like what? wow. They got, they got six, six years. years? Listen, that's a lot. People, listen. People get incriminated more for killing dogs. <laughs> Facts. Literally killing animals. But at the same time, <laughs> that's like a lot for a like a person, a white person killing somebody. Let's be realistic. That's a lot for a white person killing somebody because white people don't get any time after they kill. People have shot up schools. People have done all this other fuck shit and not gotten in trouble for it. But it made me create a question in my class. And the question was... What? I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I was just responding to a message one time. I looked down, I look up, and this bitch tells me... <laughs> well, I'm listening! She won't be on her phone. Mm. You know what? I'm going to put this shit down. I am sorry, viewers. I mean, listeners. Mm. I am sorry, public. 
I am sorry, but, whoever the fuck listens to this. But one of the question I created, though, mm-hmm. was, like, how does intergenerational trauma and intergenerational privilege um, impact each other every year? Like, and how does it impact throughout every single lineage that goes down? Well, it, well I think the first, things, the first things first is that it jumps beyond numbers of statistics. Because we can look at these numbers and we can... Oh, and. We just just know that all the numbers that are continuously reported up in, through 2014, even even though the 2014 mm-hmm. statistics, those are all underreported. We don't know how many um, people are actively um, just, like killed yeah, right true. at this moment in time, and not even that. It's like we know that those numbers are higher than what's reported. Mm-hmm. And also, that's not, even, that's not even accounting for the fact that people that are literally dying right now as we talk. So all of those, we, we have to look beyond numbers to even consider anything and everything. Because numbers are numbers, but at the same time, it's like there's, there's systems in place that literally allow murders like that to continue to happen. Um, the way I saw that whole question... The, the reason I formulated it is because I thought about how intergenerational trauma works and how certain people pass down trauma because the main character in the play, she stayed at the, the same bar that her mom was last seen at. And she always goes there to see if her mom will ever come back. Mm. And she also is a drinker. Mm. And um, it's really sad to see how things can always affect you in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's like even yeah. on this. That's on the smaller scale. And then I thought of inter. I thought of the idea intergenerational privilege. Bitch, maybe I'll even write a paper about intergenerational privilege. Yeah. But I thought about how it is normalized for certain people within society to just think that their shit is gold. Like they could shit out fucking gold. Yep. And whatever they see is amazing, and they could move throughout every space and never get in trouble, which is ironic because a lot of people of color have to. Be careful where they move. Exactly. You can't move in in every space. And you can't act any type of way in every space. But there's so much privilege. Mm -hmm. And these white guys who killed her were like living a bourgeoisie life. They were living in chalets. And they were like, oh, it was such a thrill killing her. They were tempted. They were curious to do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. It's fucked up. Whoa, bitch. That's too much. And it's like... It's so interesting because it's like, how do you see an end to shit like this? You really don't. You don't. And it's like, how do you... And that's what I was even saying, like, in terms of hurt. It's like, where... Like, I can't even be hurt anymore. Like, we're just so numb to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, hurt is not even what it is anymore. We're not even at the level of hurt that can describe where we're at. But it's just like, it's super fucking depressing, man. Because the play made it, like, there was a happy ending at the play. This, in real life, is not a happy ending. And, like, a lot of the issues that a lot of indigenous communities have have been the same issues that they've been having for generations and years and decades. So it's, like, it's just as fucking depressing. Mm -hmm. Because you never, like... There's no end. You know? Yeah. Damn. Sorry, we got really dark for a second. It's just some real shit, bro. And then we're saying this all in the light of the new election and blackface and all that shit. Which is a mess and a half, bitches. But it's... I just found it so interesting how everybody can say what he did was racist, but he can never be racist. There's a... There's just something about it. 
it's so Canadian. It's so Canadian. That this type of racism is just so Canadian. It just it just makes sense mm. for it like to be the dumbest shit. But there was something else I was going to say. And people always get into this state of like, why should I even vote? What's the point? Well, it's mm. like, what matters to you? Mm-hmm. What do you see? Where do you see yourself represented in current politics and in today? Mm-hmm. Try and fit that into some type of dominant philosophy. Hope that other people do the same and feel encouraged enough and <clears throat> and are not as deep like like demystify that process for them by having active conversations and hope that they vote enough so that we mm-hmm. can choose the right candidate so this shit can never happen. Again. I literally said that to somebody and I was I, <laughs> first of all I I started off very insulting. I was like. First of all, you're fucking stupid. You're a dumbass. It's, just, it's totally different because they're really close to me, so it's acceptable for me to call them a dumbass. <laughs> I've called people dumbasses um, before. And, and, then like, and then I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and then I told them, like, the difference between here and America is, like, your vote actually counts for something. There is no electoral college. So you will make a difference. Whatever you choose to do with your vote makes a difference compared to, mm. in the States, electoral college somehow has hierarchy over your own personal vote. Mm. But, ooh, the reason why I was... I, back to the question, it was, like, something to do with, like, what is acceptable blackness? And it had to do with, like, um, who do we accept as being black? Because the reason I oh, say yeah. this shit... The hierarchy of black. Oh, mm-hmm, yeah. The reason I said that shit is because... Um, it's also interesting how biracial people perceive blackness. Well, that's the whole thing. Even logic and everything. Like, logic is half black and half white, right? Mm-hmm. And everything. He was, grew up in Maryland Maryland with his mom that abused him severely. Mm-hmm. And was and, racist as fuck. And was racist as fuck. And he was talked about time, periods in time where he would literally have to sit in a chair and his mom would scream at him for mm-hmm. hours. Hours and hours and hours. And so... He, up to the point where they don't even have a relationship to this day and age okay so we have those kinds of situations going on and logic the way he did mystify is his identity of being both black and white Mm -hmm. and everything he he acknowledges that his history his ancestors his his ancestors were whipped like Mm -hmm. all that shit he recognizes that shit then also he's kind of like he's like he, he he says there's a song um there's a song he was born with the white privilege boom mm-hmm. boom man what the fuck is that i know the song you're talking about you know man what the fuck is that white people done uh ever I since i was a little boy playing with my toys i should be ashamed that i'm black people told me told mm-hmm. that and all this shit so and on one end he's like from his perspective he he sees himself as like i don't even see white privilege as a thing like that's not mm-hmm. a thing to me because we shouldn't even be having these frames and context to even be. I hear that, but that's unrealistic. Like. And I agree, thousand percent. Because you are. I, I thousand percent agree. Because he is white passing. The reason why you can say that is because you are white passing. Right. You are less likely to get You're shot right. up on the street I, than a, black, a darker person. But it made me think. I'm like, you know what? I can't yeah. even sit there and 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 peach on your truth. If that's your truth, let mm-hmm. that be your truth. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that's not your truth. That's not. That's not right. That's for you. That's for you. I'm not gonna sit True. there. But on the other end, it's like, man, this, these structures exist. Like these are things that are actively discriminated against people. These are actually things that are so damaging, like redlining practices, a white flight. Like all those things are very real, tangible things that you know play into effects today. It was. It's really interesting though, because like, would you consider biracial people black? Um, 
I don't. That's not my right to say. Very good answer. Um, for me, I'm, I'm not like, white or black. I, I'm not. I'm not half white. I can't say that. For me, I would like. I would usually. I not usually. I would go for however they choose to identify, whether it's the black side, white side, right, both sides. Right. That's side. up to them. But I find it so interesting. Even like some of the darkest black people mm-hmm. that I've met that are biracial mm-hmm. are like, I'm not black. What? I'm white. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody I used to. Well, it's like it's so weird that you I'm not gonna spill this tea too much because <laughs> I know they still follow me, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, let's sit up, it. <laughs> or this may or be for you. This may be for or you. Or them, they, them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna use the they, them pronouns. I was like, because I was talking to them and they were like, yeah, I don't see myself as black, and I was like, you look like a nigga. <laughs> But okay, and like they're like, yeah, but I was also raised by my mom, and I was like, I get that. But okay, she, but that's, uh, everyone nigga. has a mom though. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but the the way I act is very white, and I was like, okay, okay. but you. Uh, I feel like I know who this is too. No, you don't. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever met them. The no. No, I, was about, it's not I was about to unleash some shit. <laughs> it's not the, I, I literally we can't do that until I. Until I'm I quit. sorry. We can't I'm, do that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just found it interesting, but I also find it really interesting, the biracial people who do not claim blackness until blackness is acceptable. I mean, because, because when, the reason I say this, because blackness was like, okay, but then it got more popping. And so now black, like biracial people claim blackness a lot more than they used to. Right. <clears throat> and I feel like, why? Well, they can't, I don't wanna, they can't switch like that. Yes, they can. That's the gift of being biracial. Especially it's, when it's you're so, white passing. How are they going to talk about how these structures don't exist? Like, logic, how is he going to sit there and talk about how this shit doesn't exist when you can actively switch into what you want? Because you're white passing. And, okay, but you can't, you can't be talking about how these structures don't exist when you literally benefit from them. You know what I mean? Yes, you can. People do it all the time. Okay, but that doesn't make it right. Because you're literally benefiting them. They exist because That's you're true. benefiting from them. But people do it all the time. Like You're right, but doesn't, that doesn't make it right. It doesn't, but it, it but that's what life is. Yeah. So you want to go for dinner? Okay, we'll go. But that was it, guys. We'll Delicious. talk to you motherfuckers Fruitful. later. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> Bye. So... Thank you for listening, everybody. And if you want to get into the dialogue a little more, you could, of course, DM me on Instagram. And that's at Millennial Spaces. Uh, Tell me what you think about the concepts that we talked about and if we're not going in depth enough. But yeah, it was fun. Keep it breezy. Till next time. Bye. This is that once